Welcome to Convention Pulpit, Wesleyan Voices Past and Present, brought to you through the Ministry of Inner Church Holiness Convention. Visit our website for an entire library of great sermons and more information on this ministry, www.ihconvention.com. Ross Lee was an old-fashioned Nazarene pastor and evangelist whom God had given a unique ability to communicate the Word. This sermon was preached back in 1984 at God's Bible School and College camp meeting held in Cincinnati, Ohio, and it's titled, Holiness. I know you're going to enjoy this classic message. I'm glad tonight that we're serving a living God, aren't you? And uh, I want to give all of you tonight a verbal bouquet because you're my crowd. You're a holiness crowd. And uh, I'm anxious to bring this message tonight and bring this truth. I, I'm a little bit bothered and perturbed and alarmed as I crisscross the nation, brethren. I'm getting into so many churches and the great question is, and I've been even asked personally, they've said, Dr. Lee, what is holiness? We do not understand wholeness. And that bothers me in many of our churches. But I just want to tell you tonight that I believe in old-fashioned, biblical, second-blessing wholeness. And thank God you can have the experience. Say amen. amen. And uh, no individual in the spiritual realm, in my candid opinion, actually begins to live and enjoy life until they let the Holy Spirit come in and sanctify their hearts. I mean that from the depths of my soul. And then I'm further bothered tonight, colleagues, I, I do not understand quite when a fellow becomes gloriously saved, uh, I, I believe there's a hunger in his soul to go on and get something else that will really satisfy. And if you want to get something that'll hold you steady, and keep you in the time of the storm and the drought and the repercussions and the vicissitudes of life, pray clear through and let God sanctify you holy. Am I right? Glory be to God. I tell you, I've enjoyed, uh, I've enjoyed uh, these, uh, working with these fine colleagues. They're so nice to me. And uh, wasn't that wonderful this morning on eternal life? And uh, we're all interested in that, and it was handled so well. And then, beloved, this afternoon, uh, divine love, and we can all stand a lot of that, you know. And, uh, and then last night, I told, I told Brother Sullivan, I said, I cut my teeth on that kind of preaching. Yes, and I mean that. I just mean that. I, I know... I may be an old fogey, but our church was strict back in those days. 
57 years ago. And uh, brother, you, you towed the line. And I, they might have been a little bit overboard, but I kind of like a lot of it yet today, praise God. I'll take that than what I see today. I'm so sick and tired of this semi-nudity we have and all of this drought. And you say, well, you say, well, Brother Lee, we can't win and you might as well join them. Sassy frass. I'm not joining them. I'm going to preach the old-fashioned rugged gospel and shout the victory and storm the fort and God's still God and still on the throne. Hallelujah. And I just mean that. And the boys have been talking about keeping a right spirit. Thank you, Brother Sullivan. I, the boys have been talking about keeping the right spirit. And I am. I am. I just, I just love everybody. Miss Lee and I had a long talk the other night. This fellow's known me a long time. And I, I, Miss Lee and I had a long talk the other night. I said, well, honey, we don't agree with everything, but... If case we don't, we can still serve the Lord together. God's not going to fail us. Be sweet and kind and courteous and shout the victory. Go through with God. I'll just say this, not to toot my own horn. You know me too well. But when I was in the official position, I did my dead level best to keep the old standard high. Praise God unfurled every situation and I'm not about to back up and back down and back away in fact if you want to know the truth I just radioed through today clear through to the ancestral city and we went around the throne three times and he said son preach on shout on sing on we're not near bankrupt yet glory be to God and God's still on the throne and still able to hear and answer prayer and he's still at the controls Glory be to God. Amen. When I was in office, I talked to Garen tonight. When I was in office and I was trying to get a song, and I wanted that song, Wholeness, under the Lord. He said it's not in the book. And anyway, when, when camp meeting time came, I said to my singers, I said to my singers, brethren, song leader, whoever it was. I said, I don't care what you sing after the first song, but the first song is going to be holiness unto the Lord, praise God. And every, every camp meeting that I presided at, and these folks attend, they know, we sang holiness unto the Lord. Aren't you glad for holiness? Old-fashioned, rugged, second blessing, holiness. God have mercy on these little dried up petunias today. Can't even squeak and no shout in the camp and no glory. Why, brother, I believe there's a place, thank God, for us to have our liberty and serve the Lord. And we don't have to endure salvation. Thank God we can enjoy salvation. When I was in Haiti, when I was in Haiti, the district superintendent said to me, he said, I want you to preach to the preachers on Thursday night. Little old room. Where is Brother Buston? I don't know, but little old room, just about this space over here, and not as long as this platform. 250 people jammed in there. Preached on holes. Spoke through an interpreter. 
I'll give you three guesses what I'm going to preach on tonight. Well, you're a great crowd, and I want to get every one of you a verbal bouquet. You know, I've tried to think. I've tried to think what it'll be like, Brother Miller, when we go marching in to the city of the New Jerusalem for the north and the south and the east and the west. Brother England, I've tried to see what it'd be. We'll sing redemption's story and crown him king of kings, praise God, while the angels fold their wings. Anybody feeling sorry for me, might as well save it to cool your soup. I'm having a time in my life. I want to put a plug in too. I'll let you out by 11. I want to put a plug in too about the, about the morning prayer meeting. This man is doing an excellent job Reverend England, I tell you, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I know when you get old, you got to have your rest, and that's all right. But as long as I'm able, I want to get out. This is no reflection on anybody. I used to hold the morning prayer meeting when I was district superintendent myself in the camp meetings. A lot of them were afraid not to come that way, see? So I used to hold it myself. In the Acts of the Apostles. And I want you, my colleagues, I want you to boost me tonight, and you will. We're all good about boosting one another, and I want to give you a verbal bouquet, all of you. You've been sweet as heaven. How many preachers we got out there? Put your hands up. You're a fine-looking crowd, and you look like a wealthy crowd, too. Listen, you preachers stand by me tonight, will you? You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see God come on this thing until it would catch fire across the nation. Across the nation. I mean that. I mean that. With all of my heart. Because God knows we need an old-fashioned Holy Ghost awakening. In the Acts of the Apostles, Nineteen and two. In the Acts of the Apostles, nineteen and two. Here's a great question. And not because I'm preaching tonight, but I beg everybody tonight, look me in the eye. Let's not fool around. I said to the brethren this morning, the breakfast table, what I believe, it's not a matter of not knowing what to do. It's doing the thing you know you ought to do. Am I right? Nobody before I get through, nobody need to tell me that you can't get sanctified. If you need saved, you can get saved. But several here last night and has a tremendous altar service and I'm glad and I hope everybody got through. But I want to tell you if you didn't, thank God you can get through. Amen. Brother Clarence, and I, I'm telling the people all over the country, don't hurry through, pray through. It. Take it by the job. Amen. You forgive me, I'm just wading around clover, splashing around tonight, having the time of my life, praise God. I'm so glad I got in 57 years ago. Yes, 
he's talking about his wonderful wife, and she is a wonderful lady. God had one for me, too. I tell him if I'd have married some dizzy Lizzie, I'd have been a mess, brother. That's the truth. She knows how to hold on to the willows and stand by, praise God. Glory be to God. I'm so sick and tired of this old spongy stuff. We got the greatest doctrine in the world. It's right in the Bible. We ought to avail ourselves of it and take advantage of it and go of God in the old-fashioned way. I've about reached the place. Now, boys, you probably embalmed me after church, but I've about reached the place. I want to be kind and courteous and, and a gentleman and all that, but I've just about reached the place with a lot of folks. I, I tell you, I'm just about reached the place. They really don't want the blessing. If they want it, they can get it, praise God. Right? Amen. You can get it. Say amen. Here's the question. Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believe? Then in St. John's Gospel 16 and 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. That's fantastic. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Not wonderful? And when he has come, he'll reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the Prince of this world is judged. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Stand with me, please. Oh, God, the next few minutes tonight, we ask that thy divine blessing will rest over this great congregation. We thank God for our fine president, each and every faculty member. Everybody's been so courteous and kind to me. We thank God for our student body here at God's Bible School. And the prayer of our heart is, keep the glory on this institution. May they never lose the fire. Help them to preach old-fashioned, rugged, down-to-earth, practical, second-blessing wholeness. Oh, God, tonight, rock rib hell, beat back the powers of the dam. Holy Ghost, we'd like to see people get so hungry right while we're preaching. They'd get right up out of their seat and come to an altar prayer and say, Brother Lee, I'm going to stay right here till the fire falls. Hallelujah. Oh, God, you're all around here tonight. Lord, we've prayed this prayer for years and make no apology. And that is, oh, God, regardless of any man's ability or training, no man can break the bread of life unless God places his hand upon his shoulder. God, we covet thy touch tonight. Let everybody say amen. You may be seated. You can brand this service as holiness. First introduction to holiness comes back there in the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and the earth without form and void 
and the Spirit of God, the capital S, moved upon the face of the waters. And he said, let there be light. And glory, hallelujah, there was light, praise God. And the God that moved in that realm is still God today. And the God, beloved, that saved and sanctified you across the years, he's still alive tonight. And we can have access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And then, beloved, uh, the, the great plan of redemption, and so many have asked me about holiness and why we preach holiness. And while I'm preaching, I'm just a, it's just a bubbling up on the inside. I'm a having a spell, praise God. I was there when something happened, put everything on the altar. <laughs> and this is, this is an old saying. I hope you won't scold me, Brother Miller, but I died out like a yellow dog behind the woodshed and put everything on God's altar for time and eternity, praise God, and said, take it all. Amen. They say, Brother Leah wouldn't shout like that for nothing. You might if you touched a hot wire, praise God. Glory be to God forevermore. And brother, you'll know when you touch a hot wire. Glory be to God. Help yourself, son. I was there when the fire fell. Glory, hallelujah. And I've been around a few times since when the fire fell. Praise God. Amen. Oh, yes, I've, I've gone through the valley. I've had my back to the wall. I've had them to shoot at me from every angle. And the devil said, you might as well quit, you know. But thank God, just before I hung up my bow and fiddle, God came and said, son, I've been there all the time. Wouldn't you try it one more time? Praise God, I made up my mind to stay on the battlefield and shout the victory and serve God in the realm of second blessing holiness amen and I'm not scolding anybody but I'm I'm bothered you say why preach wholeness I'll tell you why way back there in the garden of Eden man fell from man fell from righteousness to unrighteousness say amen and then beloved man fell uh, from utopia to depravity. No question about it. And the entire human bloodstream was warped. And man fell to, from perfection to imperfection. And brother, we're in a mess. And as you have preached on, brethren, the trouble of it is that old damnable hellish satanic spirit on board will make you do things, brother, you didn't want to do. The apostle Paul said in the seventh chapter of Romans, he said, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Back in those days to, to put a, uh, to, uh, to uh, be a criminal, to make a criminal repay, beloved, punish, that's what I was trying to say, one of you fellows should have said that, to punish a criminal, to punish a criminal back in those days, they took a corpse and wired him head to head and eyes to eyes and mouth to mouth, and he carried that thing around till it decayed. I want to tell you, we got a lot of people today that's carrying corpses around, carrying corpses around, and sometimes they even get so you can smell them. <laughs> yes, sir, but I want to tell you tonight, thank God, you can get rid of the old corpse and the wire can be cut and God can come in with a glorious power of victory and even though beloved it was all wrapped up in that day he said I said it expedeth you thy go away for if I go not away the comforter will not come but if I depart I'll send him unto you praise God and what a day Pentecost was amen 
Oh, Brother Fisher, I've spoken in the upper room twice, you know. Man, I had a time. I said, this is where it happened, praise God. The 120 right there, you know. Amen, glory to God. And I get around some little petunias today. They say, Brother Lee, now, are you sure that we can know why sassy frasks know nothing? My dear Lord, have mercy, beloved. I want to tell you tonight, thank God you can know it when you put everything on the altar and pay the price and all of my plans and ambitions and wishes and desires at his feet and ashes low. And God comes first. Hallelujah. Amen. I get around preachers to preach. You fellas forgot more than I'll ever know, but I get around preachers to preach. They never, they never say a thing. They might as well stay at home. That's a fact. Somewhere between, help yourself, somewhere between the Atlantic Pacific, I was preaching some time ago. They'd get up and introduce me. And oh, good to me, good to me. And, and they'd go back and sit in the third seat with their wife. Never said amen one time. Wonderful to preach to a fellow like that, you know. Pastor of a church. What'd you do? I just snorted and pitched and reared, praise God. In fact, I believe in old-fashioned, rip-snorting, cavorting, high-pitching, gully-worsing religion, praise God. That's what I believe in, just the old-time kind. Pray clear through, glory be to God. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Yes, sir. Amen. Now, let me give you this. Holiness, holiness is the cardinal doctrine of the Bible. Say amen. Because the cap sheaf is file a peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. What do you want to fool around for? Why don't you get the blessing? Go on, God. Die out. Get an old-fashioned experience. Praise God. Brother, I tell you, I remember when I was a kid, we boys now, girls didn't go. I want you to get that straight. They're doing that now, mixed bathing and everything. This was boys down by the old swimming hole. We knew Boyd moved to town, Garen, and he's kind of new, and we'd call him sissified. Of course, you know I wouldn't do anything like that, but they, when we'd go swimming, he'd come along, stick his big toe out there in the water. One fellow would look at another and wink. He didn't stick her out there long, brother. Somebody slipped around behind the tree, and he got in all right. He got in the pool, <laughs> praise God. Amen. He went in with a splice and oh, oh, I get so hungry. I'd like to see people go in with a splice. Pray clear through and let the glory of God fill their soul. We could set every church and tabernacle and camp meeting on fire if we'd let the Holy Ghost come in. I believe that, brethren. You know I believe that. Praise God. Amen. Glory be to God. I mean it. Praise God. Wholeness, not only the cardinal doctrine of the Bible, but wholeness, beloved, is the cardinal doctrine of the wholeness movement, and we better preach it, and we better get it, and we better, uh, we better practice it. It's the cardinal doctrine of the wholeness movement. I don't care, brother, they can ease up on it and compromise and become fossilized, but I've got too much fluid going on the inside. Praise God. Hallelujah. Water is a splash. Amen. 
where I get around people. You know, look at them. They say, well, Brother Lee, we've learned better now. God have mercy. Learn better nothing. Oh, yes. Pitiful. Well, I was down in Abilene, Texas some time ago. One of our good churches down there. One night we had a barn burner. Water filled up. And the man over here, oh, he was dressed immaculate, so nice. I'd say 35. I didn't, I didn't pay attention. God bless this. What the altar already. I didn't pay attention. I just got down, prayed with him, courtesy, you know, and never just pay attention to anybody praying. Pretty soon, pretty soon, pastor came along, got a hold of my shoulder, brother, pulled me back. I ignored him. I went on praying. Pretty soon he came along the second time, brother, and he got a hold of my shoulder and pulled me back. I ignored him then. When he came along the third time, brother, I got up, all six foot of me. I said, sir, what did you want? He said, there's no use to praying for that man. I said, pray, tell me why. Said he's deaf and dumb. No use to pray for him. Now that's stupidity in the realm degree, praise God. And then I did ignore him and I got down on my knees, praise God. And less than five minutes, I threw my arms around him and that man got up, praise God, and clapped his hands and walked up and down and he couldn't speak and the glory of God was on him. And I want to tell you tonight, he's the same all the way through and you can have the victory, blessed be God, if you want it. When Ted was a little fella at home and, and, and we pastored, you know, Richmond was there so many years. And Miss Lead fixed one of the ladies, listen to me now. Miss Lead fixed one of those super duper Sunday dinners, you know. And, and uh, Sister Sullivan with roast beef and, and potatoes and carrots. And, and uh, I like onions in mine. Thank you. And, <laughs> Brother, we get home. Oh, we were hungry. Ted was a little fella. And we get around that table and Ted, Ted sitting over there using both hands and almost both feet. Look up to his mother. And he'd say, Mom, this tastes so good. That thrills any mother's heart, you know. He'd go right back at it. Pretty soon he'd look up. He said, Mom, what are we going to have for supper? Where's God? Brother Lee, what's your point? I never get tired of holiness. I never get tired of God's house. I never get tired of the Bible. I never get tired of testimony. I never get tired of shouts. I never get tired of the glory. I never get tired of the victory. What are we going to have for supper? Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, colleagues. And then I help yourself. Yeah. Getting steam in the water, praise God. Sure. Amen.
Somebody else came. Anybody else want to come? It's all up here. Fountains wide open, praise God. Fountains wide open. I'd get in if I were you. The fountains wide open. Anybody else want to come? The fountains wide open. It's bubbling over. It's bubbling over. Praise God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. You know what I wish we could do? I don't care when we do it. I don't care who's preaching or who's singing. I wish we could sweep the deck and burn the broom. Everybody get in. Everybody get in. Glory be to God. Amen. Now you can see, you can see what happens to me when I go to doggy churches. But I haven't stopped. I just go, I just stomp the dust out of the carpet and yell and shout. Go up to the pastor and look at him, shake him around a little bit, you know. Just like pushing on a stone wall. Amen. Praise God. I'm getting some truth over from God's word here tonight. I'll tell you something, folks. You'll know when the comforter comes. <laughs> You'll know when the comforter comes. You'll know when he comes in. You'll know when he satisfies. You'll know when the fire falls. We used to sing that song so much. <laughs> I would sing yes to Jesus when the fire fell. Praise God. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Brother, if I was back there, dry as a last year's bird's nest, I'd run down this aisle. Blessed be God. Amen. Glory be to God. You got any more authority on holiness? Yes. First Peter 1 and 16 is a command of God. He said, be you holy, for I am holy. Praise God. Hallelujah. I've got a message on the potter and the clay and God gave it to me at 3 o'clock in the morning on high seas of Pacific in a storm, 3 o'clock in the morning. My, my wife, her bunk was over on this side. My bunk was here. That big old ship loaded and it tossed it around like a matchbox on that, in that storm. And I sent a quickie prayer up. You want to guess what it was? I said, oh, God, keep my wife asleep. <laughs> Brother, if she gets in that storm, yeah. regurgitate man shield wind to double action. Thank God he kept her asleep. But God woke me up and gave me a sermon. Praise God. Oh, you know, the basic part of it is just in, a, just in a thimble full, I'll give it to you right quickly. And that is, beloved, if you'll give God this piece of clay, if you'll give God this piece of clay, I don't care how that old bass vessel has been marred and battered and broken, brother, and dinged up. If you'll give God that piece of clay, he'll put it back in his crucible and make it brand new, sanctified for the master's use. Praise God. Man, give him that piece of clay. Hallelujah. Then, then, beloved, let me give you this. This is not only the command of God, but it's the will of God. <clears throat> if you get what the old book teaches, 
you'll, you'll have a pull to God's house. And the old book, brother, you won't growl around like a dog under barn floor and say another revival or another camp meeting, brother. You'll be on the firing line with both guns going, shooting out the victory. Praise God. Amen. Am I right? So many Nazarenes remind me like the old boy who thought he was in love. You listen to this, Brother Judd. He's heard a lot of my preaching, but he's acting like he's never did, and I appreciate that, Steve. He wrote his sweetheart a letter. And he said, my, I love you. Said, I can't live without you. Said, I've just got to have you. He said, in fact, he said, I'd go through fire for you. He said, I'd even do better than that. He said, I'd swim through blood for you. P.S. I'll be down Saturday night to see if it doesn't rain. God have mercy. He wasn't in love. And brother in the church realm, you're not in love with God if you only serve him just dragged in, dragged out. No glory, no fire, no current, no steam, no anointing, no baptizing. I want to tell you tonight, there'll be a glory and there'll be an anointing and God will move in on you and you'll never grow tired of serving the Lord when the Holy Ghost comes in. When he comes in, Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I was up here at Port Yarn, Michigan, in a revival. And the pastor said, they want you out there to the lighthouse. He said, there's a Coast Guard cutter's been on duty 25 years. And one of the men's sick and he has to take his place. And he just feels so bad because he couldn't come to revival, but he couldn't get away. He wants you to come out. He wants to see. I went out there. Oh, he was a wonderful fellow. Love God. He said, Brother Lee, have you ever been to Lighthouse? I said, no, never have. Just look at the pictures. There the steps went clear around like that, you know, up the top. I said, let's go. Brother got up there. Oh, I wish you ladies could have seen those men's rooms. Man, as white as a driven snow. Spotless. You've been spotless. And there were... And, and there was his Bible by his desk and, and his Herald of Holiness, our church paper, and Sunday school court, and he loved God. He said, he said, Reverend Lee, you see that light up there? Revolving light. I said, yes. He said, that's two million candle power. I said, two million. He said, yes. He said, it never stops. <laughs> Some of you catching on now. I said, you don't turn it off in the daytime. I was thinking of the electric bill, you know. No, he said, it never stops. I said, why don't you turn it off in the daytime? He said, because way out there when those ocean vessels start in, there may be a storm on out in there. And as that revolves, they catch a beam and they stay on the beam. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to the Lamb. And Jesus Christ said, I am the light of the world. Praise God. And we never shut him off. And it keeps revolving all the time. It revolves all the time. Hallelujah. And you can catch the beam and get into harbor. Glory be to God. Amen. Get on the beam. On the beam. 
was talking to somebody and said, well, we'll think it over. Well, Lord, help us. Been thinking over six months. Some of them longer than that. No, I, I just about reached the place, and if I'm wrong, theologues, tell me. I just about reached the place. If a fellow doesn't mind the Holy Ghost and walk in the light, you're not going to keep a regenerated experience and back up on holiness and truth. See, be fugitive used to preach it. What is wholeness in a nutshell? It's the crucifying of your will so as to run parallel with the will of God. What's your little old will amount to? It's as ornery as a devil, like mine was too. You know that. Then, I walked downstairs to that fella. He showed me the boats. First boat, said this has got a 300 Chrysler a marine engine in it, just a boat. Next boat, he said that's got a 350 horsepower Chrysler marine engine. And it said, I have to go out on the lake every so often on duty. I didn't pay attention to that. There's third boat over there, third boat over there, Lyle, that I saw. I never saw anything like it in my life. It had a propeller in the front and a propeller in the back. He said, that's a 450 horsepower engine. He said, we go out in that when the storm's on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're catching on. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And they're completely covered with a spatial covering. They get in there. He said, he said, he said, Brother Lee, it doesn't make any difference how many times we roll over. He said, we got a propeller back of us to push us and one in front of us to pull us. And by that time, I was pushed clear up, praise God. Glory, <laughs> hallelujah, amen. Oh, brother, I want to tell you, God has spatial equipment to take us through the storms of life with Jesus Christ as the propeller in front and the Holy Ghost on the back. We can make it through every storm, praise God. You believe that? Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, I can just see him roll over and the propellers pushing him right on. And in fact, I'm going to confess to you, I've rolled over a few times too, bless God. But I just kept a going, praise God. I've rolled over many times and just kept a going, praise God. And I've said, oh God, I don't understand about keep a going. I'm supposed to quit. No, he said, I'm not ready for you to quit yet, praise God. Amen. Oh, brother. Oh, I see what you mean, fellas. I, I see what you mean. Amen. Glory be to God. Then, then, this is the call of God. Wholeness is the call of God. You know. For over there in Thessalonians, God hath not called us to uncleanness, but unto holiness. Get the hell and the putrefaction and the damnation and the rebellion and the corruption out of your heart and serve God in the old-fashioned way. Get free. Get liberty. Yes. I thought sometime along when these fellows preaching, oh, wouldn't it be awful to be in a meeting like this and out of victory, going through pressure and everything. Did you know medical science tells us and my doctor is a Christian doctor, seven internists, where I, I started out two weeks ago taking my tests, and I got to go back next Tuesday to finish up and all. And I had to go on Friday before I got here. I didn't know where I could finally get here till Saturday or not, but they ran me through. 
Did you know? No doubt you did. Suicide rate is escalating rapidly among our youth today. They're taking their lives. Youth is taking their lives. And, for, and, and, and I'm going to come a little closer. We've got a tremendous breakdown in the American home today. Oh, thank you, gentlemen. Oh, my God. There's no family altars. There's no churches. And I get into places and get sick. This damnable, hellish, fiendish, rock and roll music blasting in homes, so-called Christian homes. My God, have mercy on us. That's nothing but the powers of hell. And they worship Satan. I want to tell you, you ought to get rid of that stuff. Greg Dixon, you know him, uh, pastor of the Baptist Temple in Indianapolis, and, and Mr. Reverend Dixon's a fine man, runs between four and 5,000. He'd come right in this platform. He, he would, and worship with us. He really would. He holds, a, he holds a high esteem in the state of Indiana. But I wrote him some time ago. I wanted to get there to hear him, but I couldn't. I was all boxed up in meetings. But he, he, went, to the, he went to the Market Street Arena there in Indianapolis. This fellow knows Indianapolis like a book. And, and he took six of his key members with him, I think, board members, trustees, and they went to that rock and roll. He wanted to see what was going on. Rick Dixon said when he put that on tape and spoke two different Sundays to his people, he called it the Satan of Hell. He said, I never seen anything like it in my life. Drugs and screaming and worshiping Satan, crying out in the depths of their heart with that damnable stuff. 10,000 of them in there. 10,000 young people in there on their way to hell. I'll tell you, our country's in a terrible shape. And I love the church and I love you, but I've got to say this to you, the church is in a terrible shape today. I'm gonna come a little closer now, boys. I'll probably never get back. That's all right. But anyway, I blame the ministry for the condition we're in. I don't believe, I don't believe, Brother Coons, any church will rise any higher in their leadership. I believe if the ministry with all denominations, I don't fight any denomination. I'm like you, I don't fight any denomination. But I believe if the ministry of all denominations, beloved, would have preached old-fashioned, rugged Bible truth, America wouldn't have been in shape, and we wouldn't have been infiltrated with communism today. Well, I used to attend, when I was a boy, the Methodist church. And I was so ignorant, thank you. I was so ignorant, I thought all churches Methodists. I didn't know. And Charlie Mitchell, Reverend Mitchell, used to be our pastor. Oh, brother. Whew. He'd take our hides off and hang them up to dry. If anybody act like they're going to move, he'd shoot a hole through that. Preach holiness right on down the line. We used to have the old-fashioned Methodist camp meetings. They ran the aisle and shouted the victory and stormed the fort. Revivals! Folks got saved in the old-fashioned way. Oh, don't label me as a calamity howler. My wife and I have cried. Oh, I go places. 
Brother, it'd break your heart. Break your heart. What are you going to do, brother? I'm going to keep firing every gun I have and shouting the victory. Love everybody. Go with God. If you think I'm a lame brain, I'm not near done. I've got to quit. If you think I'm a lame brain, you listen to this. My work, my work took me to a federal judge. I had to go. You ought to pray for this man. God alone knows the load he carried, and God alone knew the load that I carried back then. My work took me to a federal judge. <clears throat> By the way, he's still a federal judge, Judge Steckler. I went to his office in Indianapolis, and I met his secretary, and I told her, I said, little lady, my name is so-and-so. I said, would the judge happen to be in? She said, Reverend, I'm sorry. Said the judge is on a big case in Terre Haute, Indiana. Said it's a big trial. I said, little lady, do you think if I drove to Terre Haute, I could talk to him five minutes? I just had to have some advice. She said, Reverend, I can't answer that. I said, I shouldn't have asked you that question. That's unfair. But God spoke to me, boys. He said, drive to Terre Haute, 75 miles. You've been there. I went to Terre Haute, went in that federal courtroom. Oh, it was a mammoth courtroom, something of this size. It was packed and jammed, and people standing around the wall. Big case. And I saw the judge sitting up there on his bench, beautiful black robe. Fine-looking gentleman. And, and I saw that big crowd. First thing I thought, well, I can't get to him. Then the Lord spoke to me. He said, yes, you can. He said, just take your elbows, start elbowing. Brother, I went with her around that big room. The judge's court chambers over here. And I saw the sergeant of arms guarding the door. See. I got up there at the sergeant of arms. I introduced myself. And I said, sir... Do you think there's any possibility of me seeing the judge five minutes? And he said, Reverend, I can't answer that, but he said, I tell you, you stay right here. Said he's going to take that gavel now in a few minutes, just about lunchtime. Said he's going to wrap that gavel down for lunch. Said, you stay here. Brother, I just stayed put. God took me up there and I just stayed there. See. Five minutes. Man, that judge took that gavel. He pounded her down like that said, ladies and gentlemen, this cart will be adjourned till 2 o'clock this afternoon. Came down off of his bench, around the corner there, his beautiful black robe switched against my trousers leg. I, and he spoke to me as he went by. Sergeant of Arms followed him right on in his office. And his little round window there. And I'm going to confess, I did peep. Bible says, watch and pray. You know, I did peep. <laughs> Yes, sir. He was talking to the judge. And pretty soon I saw a hand, sergeant of arm. I went in. Now this is going to shake your timbers. It shook me. I never met Judge Sticker in my life till that time up to then. I can't help but cry at the end. I'll tell you why. Amen. And when I walked in, I introduced myself. 
And I said, my name is Reverend Lee, Your Honor. You know what he said to me? First time I ever met him, ever met him before in my life. He said, sit down, Reverend. Let's talk about God in the church. That's exactly what he said to me. Well, that's better than wholeness folks do. He said, let's talk about God in the church. Did you sit down? Yes, he's a federal judge. You would too. I've heard people blow off what they do, but you get around somebody like that, you'll sit down too, bless God. Or he could put you out the door. Sure. I don't know what we ought to have some homeless folks like that sometimes. He said, I know all about the church of the Nazarene. I said, you do, your honor? Yes, he said. I said, pray tell me why. He said, my mother died when I was a lad and my old-fashioned Methodist auntie raised me and said, she took me to old-fashioned Methodist revivals and camp meetings. Amen. Said, Reverend, you preach regeneration, don't you? I said, we do, Your Honor. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> he said, Reverend, you preach wholeness too, don't you? I said, yes, we do, Your Honor. Yeah. Why, he said, I've heard, uh, Asbury, the late doctor, H.C. Mark, said, yes, and I've heard H.C. Morrison, sure, I've heard Uncle Buddy Robinson, he laid off a whole list of them. Wholeness, he said. Why, he said, Reverend, you know what used to happen at the, at the camp meetings? I said, no, back in those days had straw down, you know, so. Why, I said, I've seen the ladies run the aisle and shut their hair down and pick up the pins later. You don't see much of that today, praise God. That's what he said. He said, I want to tell you something, Reverend. I said, yes, Your Honor. He said, I'll never get away from that old-fashioned holiness stamp back there. He said, I have to make a lot of decisions, federal judge, still federal judge. He said, that old-fashioned holiness stamp still lingers with me today. Said, my old auntie's up in years and still living. Said, she gets after me sometimes, but she talks about holiness, praise God. Hallelujah. Brother, that's better, than, that's better than folks who profess religion, you know. Amen. Let's talk about God in the church. Believes in holiness. You know what else he said? He said, Reverend, I'm going to tell you something. The gospel you preach is the hope of our world. Come on, folks, come on. A man of that caliber. Great God, we ought to take the place by storm. We ought to give God a standing ovation. Men of that caliber, beloved, still bleeds an old-fashioned, rugged, biblical, second-blessing holes. Amen. Right? Lord, I get around some folk can't get a squeak. Mercy. You say, Brother Lee, you're just too, just too rambunctious. Well, why wouldn't it be? God made me that way, praise God. He put the fire in there, put the juice in there, put the current in there, and I'm enjoying it. Hallelujah, the Lord. I'm not enduring it, I'm enjoying it, praise God. Amen. Amen. You know me? I'll finish it up now. I just a ballin'. Brother Miller, I just a ballin'. Just think, green country boy going in front of a man like that. 
You know what? He treated me just like I was his son. I even helped him hang up his robe. That's as near as I'll ever be federal judge. And I said, Your Honor, when he took care of my problem, and he was so sweet to me, and I said, Your Honor, I, I've stayed a long time, but I've enjoyed myself. And I'm just a ball. I'm just a ball. He and I are sitting there together. I said, I said, Jewel, uh, I don't want you to miss your, miss your uh, lunch. He said, listen to me, Reverend Lee. I said, yes, sir, Your Honor. He said, I'm judge of this court. If I want to walk out there this afternoon and tell them there won't be any court, there won't be any. I said, you're right, Your Honor. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Oh, I wish folks would let God operate on them like that, brother. Praise God in the old-fashioned way. Whatever God wanted to do to you, amen. Whatever you wanted to take out, brother, hallelujah. If you go with God, you can get the victory and have something that's real and dynamic in your heart and life. I'm going to finish up with him now. <laughs> I just a balling. Brother Miller, I just a balling. I said, Your Honor, see, I don't have any dad. I had to borrow dad just across the years. I said, Your Honor, I said, you've been so nice to me. I don't know how to thank you. He said, listen to me, Reverend Lee. I said, yes, sir, Your Honor. He said, I'm so happy you came. And I want to tell you something. He said, if you ever need any help in the future, you know where my office is, you come. Whew. You see where that puts me, fellas? Praise God. You say, you say, was that a little pull? No, I'll tell you where the pull came. It came 57 years ago when I put everything on God's altar and stayed there and the glory fell and the fire came in and he baptized me with the Holy Ghost and fire and the fire's still burning. That's where everything, and that's why God's taking care of me. Glory, hallelujah. And I, I put my arms around him, Brother Miller. I put my arms around him. I said, Your Honor, I said, could I have prayer with you? And I just bawled. You know what he said? He said, pray, Reverend, pray. He didn't know what he's asking for, but brother, we had a prayer meeting. While I hugged the federal judge, we had a prayer meeting, praise God. Oh, what's your point, Brother Lee? Some of these days I'm going to put my arms around God and thank him and shout the victory, brother, and for the fact that he sent Jesus Christ this way and he sent the Holy Ghost this way and he redeemed my heart and he put me on the highway of second blessing. Holiness, praise God. Why don't you folks tonight, come on, let's be honest. You need help. Get up out of your seat right now and meet me here. God's not, you're not sanctified. Maybe, maybe you've backslid. Maybe you've grown cold. Maybe you have a problem or burden. Come on, come on. Get up out of your seat and come right now.
Thank you for listening to Convention Pulpit, a ministry of Inner Church Holiness Convention, featuring Wesleyan voices past and present. For more sermons or for more information, visit www.ihconvention.com. This ministry is made possible through the financial support of our listeners. You may give online at ihconvention.com or send your donation to IHC, Post Office Box 99, New Berlin, Pennsylvania, 17855 USA. I don't want to lose the fight.